Welcome to The Landing, the podcast that goes into the brush with foresters, contract loggers, and operators of the Pacific Northwest timber industry. Hey everybody, welcome to The Landing. My name is Jason Davenport, and I'm here to share my story in this first episode and kind of kick off with uh, my thoughts and visions of where I want to take this podcast and uh, give you a little bit of background on me, where I come from, what my story is. I don't really feel like it's the right thing to do to ask other people to share their stories without first putting mine out there. I'm 31. I work full-time as a welder fabricator at the local John Deere dealership. And some of the people that I want to have on this podcast are people that I've met through there or people that I've met through friends or known for a long time. I kind of grew up in the industry. My dad's got a little reforestation company. And so every day off from school or, you know, spring break, winter break, anything like that, I always wanted to go to work with my dad. I think that's where I learned to love being out in the woods. It's, um, I got a lot of things that I learned out there is kind of instilled a work ethic in me. They say that digging holes will build character, and uh, I really think that piling brush will do the same thing. Um, digging fire trail, you name it, any of that kind of stuff. It's real character building activity, in my opinion, for a 14, 15 year old kid. And so I did that you know, when I was young and went into high school and finally got my first job. I worked at the local wine shop. Um, we used to cast quickway wedges, you know, the quick nubs you can put on the end of the line real quick. We made those wedges out of aluminum and bronze, and they had a little little foundry back behind the wine shop. And I started out working there with the owner's son and, and then um, – Worked my way up into working in the line shop and learning how to splice and stuff like that. And I always took a lot of pride in my work there. And there was a couple outfits that I worked a little extra hard for. And I'd always tell them guys, I said, hey, I did the best I could today to get you guys out of here as quick as possible. I think I could get a hat from you. And so I've got a small collection of hats here at the house. and It drives my wife crazy. But those hats that I'm pretty proud of because I earned them, you know. These guys are old school loggers and they didn't want to just give their hat to some random kid at the rigging shop. So, but, you know, growing up working for my dad and then working there during school, I worked there when I, my first year of college. Um, I always wanted to be a logger, but my dad got hurt pretty bad in 1987. He had a log roll up on him and he says, well, you know, you'll still be my son, but you won't be my kid, you know, if you want to be a logger, because I'm not going to worry about that. I said, well, shoot, I guess I'll go learn how to weld. And so that starts my journey into college. I went to the local community college here in town, and I got an associate's degree in fabrication and welding technologies. It took me like two and a half years. I was working my way through school. Um, trying to do the the right thing. And now, I don't know, 12 years later, (laughs) I got a pretty cool job, but at the same time, it's just, um, 
not really what I want to do forever. Um, I started myself my little photography outfit well, about two years ago now. And uh, my main goal with that was to kind of share the stories of the folks working out in the woods. I, especially in the last two years now that I've been out taking pictures and doing that kind of work when I can. Um, I've met a lot of people who don't understand that loggers these days, it's not, you know, the guys out there, they're not looking to just pillage the forest of its timber for a quick buck and run. I think there's a big misconception about the industry these days. And um, I wanted to try and use my little photography business to kind of show that loggers care about the land. The people that work in the woods spend a lot of time in the woods, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, you know, you name it. Um, and I feel very passionate about the industry because it's put a roof over my head for the majority of my life. Um, once I got out of college, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to, went to work at a local fab shop, just doing a standard structural fabrication. And, uh, that's pretty cool. And I did enjoy it for a while, but you can only weld so many flags onto so many beams and still have it be interesting. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of super custom work there. It was mostly just, uh, production uh structural shop and i was like well this is cool but maybe i'd like building rock crushers and that was even worse for production uh, when you go to work doing manufacturing whatever place you work for <clears throat> their production line is just what you build so that um didn't really challenge my brain enough and once i got the hang of you know all the different parts and there was intricacies to that and trying to make your times and things like that, you know, production shops, that's how it is. It's you got to make X amount of parts in X amount of time, or they're not going to make money on the complete unit. So I worked there, I built screens and, uh, I was like, man, I need to get into the service department. Give me something that'll challenge me. And in my brain, at least, you know, and, <clears throat> I got into there, excuse me, <clears throat> and uh, even even the service department there, it was kind of like, you know, they made four or five different models at that place, and that's the kind of stuff that you rebuilt, and it seemed like every generation of each part, they all broke in the same spot, so once you fixed 10 or 12 parts, you know, you kind of knew what the next one was going to be you know, the next one that came in, you, you knew where it'd be broke and what you had to do to it. So I, um, I just didn't think that that was going to be something that I'd be happy doing for 30 years. So I went, uh, back to the structural shop. They talked me into it and I kind of have the, you know, it was my fault and theirs, but I was young, had some ideas and it, it never panned out. So I went to work for an industrial contracting company and I was welding fabbing in their shop and it got kind of boring just doing handrail. Industrial handrail is not a lot of fun. Um, I don't prefer doing handrail anyways, but the industrial type of handrail is the least amount of fun when you're doing handrail because it's boring. And so 
I told him, I said, hey, I want to go work for you guys out in the field. You know, the pay is more. I know how to stick well. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I'd like to move that direction with my career here. And they said, well, you're in luck. We got a shutdown going on this weekend. I'm like, hey, sign me up, boss. I'll be there. So I went out and I bought a bucket. <laughs> I bought a bucket at the local hardware store so I could throw some tools in it. And uh, we went out there. We worked 12-hour shifts out in the sun. And it was pretty awesome. I realized then that I really liked fixing stuff you know, a little bit better than I did just building fresh steel all the time. But I also felt like laying out there on the end feed to the mill and a pile of bark welding, it felt a lot more right to me. Well, I lost my train of thought. So, but I went and worked that first shutdown. I was hooked. It was up at the Foster Mill, just east of Sweet Home. At the time, it was owned by Warehouser. And it was cool, you know. I'm always been kind of a equipment nerd, and you know they were out in the log yard moving stuff. They're high decking with a, I think it was a 300 Komatsu, you know, log loader, and I was like, this is the coolest place I've ever worked. And um, so I worked for those guys for a couple of years out on the road chasing shutdowns. You know, we're working paper mills and lumber mills and veneer mills and plywood mills and um i've seen a lot of the country and i've seen i've seen the inner workings of a lot of mills which is really cool because i always wondered you know where the once the logs get to town and what happens with that and uh i put in equipment that helps make boards and seeing all that from the inside was pretty neat but as some of you guys might know, uh, life out on the road's not uh, super sustainable uh, for some folks. I got kind of homesick, and my wife was like, hey, man, you know, we've been married a couple years now, but you're never here. And so I decided that I should probably start trying to settle down a little bit. And I went to work for a local rock crushing company. And I told him when I got hired on there, I said, hey, I want to get off the road, and I want to be home every night. I'll work long hours. I just want to go home, you know, every night to my wife. And that was a pretty fun job. I built some cool stuff when I worked in the shop for them. Home every night, you know, it was like, hey, this is exactly what I signed up for. And so I worked into one of their little service trucks, and I'd go out, and I'd weld on their stuff, fix their equipment. And then they had a couple of guys quit, and it turned more into traveling again, except I wasn't driving my personal vehicle anywhere. And so by then, my wife was, well, we were both. I, I must admit that I'm guilty of this, too. We were wanting to start a family. And so I needed to find something to do that would have me home every night so I could be, I wanted to be a part of that. I love being a dad got a two-year-old daughter and it's it's awesome I love it so I quit from the rock crushing company and I went to work at a little independent equipment repair shop where we primarily worked on stuff for logging outfits I met some cool people there I fixed some stuff that I didn't know you could break like that 
but that's just part of working out in the woods. Things break, and you got to have somebody that's got the, I don't know if it's the skill or know-how or the craziness, but you got to have somebody that can fix that kind of stuff, and that's kind of been my niche in the market for employment, I guess you could say. I worked there a while, and then I had an opportunity to go to work for the local John Deere dealer, uh, just welding and fabbing and line boring and stuff, and I jumped on that, and I've been there almost three years now. And <clears throat> to be honest, it's the best place I've probably ever worked. You know, we got a nice shop, overhead cranes. Um, if you need it, you got factory support to figure out repairs. Um, it seems like the worst ones we get usually aren't John Deere or Hitachi, but I, uh, two years ago, I started my little photography business, and I've been doing that on the side, and eventually, to be honest with everyone, I'd like to do it full-time at some point. I just gotta get my work out there and keep plugging away at it, and it'll eventually happen, and, um, but With that in mind, the whole goal of that business was to try and share the stories of everyone working out in the woods. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of that through my photos and a couple of videos I've made. I'm still learning the video side of stuff. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. I've met some really awesome people. And I want to share some of their stories here and use this platform for that as well. So that's kind of the rundown of the landing, I reckon is what we'll call this one. I thought it was cool. Now, on the next episode, I'll be able to say, hey, everyone, welcome back to the landing. That was probably the coolest thing I've thought of so far. Um, but um, tis, right? This isn't a comedy podcast. This is storytelling. So I think that'll be enough of my rambling. Uh, When this is posted, there will be two other episodes up, so give them a listen, let me know what you think, and if there's anyone that you guys know who you think would be a great guest, please let me know. Um, I'm always looking for awesome people to talk to on here. If you know anyone that's got a pretty cool story, uh, send them my way. I will talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone.